Today is Friday, October 14th, 2022. Welcome to episode one of a new era for the Reality Ranch podcast. If this is your first time listening to my program, hi, I'm Carol Steves, and I share the writings of Billy Meyer, Figu, and those involved in this important mission. On this program, you will hear interviews and discussions on a multitude of topics of special interest that are a part of what has been named the Silent Revolution of Truth. This is an effort through the creational energy teaching and the contact notes to free humanity by promoting peace, freedom, and harmony, and dissolve the warlike attitudes, the overly materialistic thinking, ignorance, and mental enslavement brought about by religion. From the 77 Meditations, taken from Meditation from Clear Visibility, High and Highest Meditation, by Billy Edward Albert Meyer. Number 49. Within me reigns the unlimitlessness of my life, which continues beyond the death in unending further lives. From the Might of the Thoughts by Billy Edward Albert Meyer, page 360. For the human being, possessing enthusiasm means that through it, he or she can also spur on many fellow human beings to do as he or she does and to therefore likewise build up enthusiasm in themselves. In turn, others all around him or her are thereby pleased and stimulated to likewise turn to enthusiasm and build it up in themselves, whereby an evolutive effect therefore arises, and the effectiveness of the enthusiasm can no longer be called into question. In order to create enthusiasm in him or herself, the human being does not have to be a great thinker or speaker, because simple thoughts are completely sufficient. However, they must be tended and nurtured in honesty, and with the will for that which is progressive. Therefore, neither special knowledge nor special wisdom is required in order to create an evolutive, healthy enthusiasm. And really, whatever may appear in terms of enthusiasm and successes does not have to lead back to a special knowledge and a special wisdom. Rather, it has to lead back solely to the training and the use of a healthy, correct, and neutral, positive, equalized thoughts by means of which the ideals and imaginations, as well as strivings and wishes, all create out of ideas, are mightfully realized. However, that which is also necessary in order to be able to create in a positive form is an absolute uprightness of the ideals, imaginations, and strivings, and so forth, because only this uprightness guarantees their correct, healthy, and positive coming into being, as well as a certainty that everything is actually also used in a neutral, positive, equalized, kind, and wise. All righteous, evolutive enthusiasm gives the life an unexpected power and enables the human being to lead an existence which is successful in all areas. And the human being who lives with this enthusiasm feels raised into evolutive heights 
every moment by the power of his or her joy, love, freedom, and harmony, because the enthusiasm is really able to create this power and thereby do things which extend far beyond all that which is monotonous and mundane. The immense power of the enthusiasm also creates the immense might of the thoughts through which all conceived ideals and things relating to imaginations and strivings and to wishes are fulfilled. Therefore, may the human being create in him or herself enthusiasm, which is evolutive in a creational law-based form, in order to go through the world and the life with it and to live by it. It is recommended to every human being that he or she nurtures his or her daily cheery enthusiasm, and that in it, in every moment, he or she practices finding life beautiful and worth living, that it is recommended together with nurturing all other neutral, positive, equalized thoughts and impulsations, as well as imaginations, wishes, ideals, and efforts of a righteous kind and wise, which are to be brought to fruition by the might of the thoughts, and every human being shall be thankful every day for the prosperity which comes to him or her, or which is achieved by him or her, and for all abundance. And therefore, may the human being possess so much knowledge and be so wise, which does not have to be in great philosophical forms. And, she, and he or she creates the habit and quality of having happy, glad, and progressive thoughts, which are nurtured with enthusiasm. In this form, the human being shall do whatever he or she can do in order to make him or herself as well as others happy. This is a form of true joy and enthusiasm and therefore a formula which always pays off in some neutral positive equalized form or other. It is an undisputable fact that among the knowledgeable and the wise that the might of the thoughts forms human beings into whatever the thoughts grasp, consider and devise, whereby, however, Everything must always and without exception be achieved with hard work as well as with much privation and many errors because it is just not enough to simply think that the desired state or the desired situation is already present and that it is a reality in this sense. An old saying completely applies when it states, first the work, then the enjoyment. And so it actually is with all things of life because if everything is to be righteous, then there must always first be something achieved and created before it can be used. This, therefore, applies to the positive thoughts and the entire positive thought pattern from which all those values of life, which are actually and truthfully evolutive in the sense of the creational law, can first be developed in righteous form. And all of that is always connected with an evolutive enthusiasm which does not tolerate any negativism, because from such only negative results come forth. But, unfortunately, many human beings live exactly in this destructive negativism and are not able to free themselves from it, because everything is so ingrained in them that it has become their own and therefore a component of themselves. In this regard, many have thus made themselves into real experts of negativism, and therefore in their thoughts, they exercise a constant denial, which is then also actually realized by the means of the might of the thoughts. However, if in contrast to that, the human being constantly, consciously practices an evolutive enthusiasm 
by means of which the neutral positive equalized thoughts are fortified in their might, then the enthusiasm is able to work wonders with the ideals, imaginations, efforts, and wishes, which are nurtured by the thoughts, are transformed into actions by the means of the might of the thoughts. Once enthusiasm, joy, and neutral, positive, equalized thinking are already exercised and effectively used even in the smallest and simplest things, then unexpected possibilities open themselves up to the human being. However, with all of it, one must not forget the patience which is necessary and indispensable for everything because everything takes time and nothing can be brought to fruition overnight when it deals with things and matters and so forth, which must be created through the pure might of the thoughts. Therefore, in any case, patience must be brought into the course of the thoughts and must naturally be the first to be achieved as must be the optimism, which is just as necessary with the entire thing. However, neither patience nor optimism can be built up and created by the human being in one single day, because truthly, this often takes many months or even years and decades, and many human beings never ever learn it if they are so negative and negating that their life and their personality are one single cesspit. The practical experience shows that the change over to the enthusiasm from indifference and neglect of obligation in regard to life is in no form easy, nor can it happen quickly. Truthfully, it requires a long time, much patience, and very much per perseverance. Therefore, if the human being wants to build up enthusiasm when he or she, then he or she must absolutely know what perseverance means, namely, not only persistence, rather to a great extent, a bearing up and withstanding, and indeed especially in regard to setbacks, affliction, and effort, as well as in regard to making errors. But if the perseverance is there in all its forms, then the end product will be worth the effort in every case, regardless of how many weeks, months, and years everything takes, and also regardless of how laborious everything is. With that, there are always many critical moments which must be overcome and conquered. If a danger emerges, then the hope must not be lost, while a giving up must absolutely not be considered. If the end of what is possible appears to have been reached and deceptive thoughts and feelings arise, then everything in one's power must be done in order to allow high respect, patience, optimism, and perseverance to take the upper hand. The enduring, the withstanding, the persisting in, and the being able to bear, all penetrating and threatening negativity is called for, because only thereby can everything be overcome in a progressive, healthy, correct, and positive form. 1. Enthusiasm is a value of the consciousness, and thereby of one's inner nature, if this inner nature is formed in accord with one's innermost nature. Therefore, in order to feel enthusiasm, the human being must be in harmony with his or her consciousness. Number two, evolutive enthusiasm is so strong and mighty that none of life's hard knocks can do harm to the human being who is inspired with enthusiasm. Number three, if a human being feels no enthusiasm in him or herself, then that is as if he or she has not yet climbed out of a dark abyss into which he or she fell as a result of his or her unknowledge and inattentiveness, and in which he or she had to starve and go thirsty. Number four. 
Number four, once conscious evolutive enthusiasm is achieved, then the practical experience of it creates actual vitality. Today, my interview is with Kate Moore. Kate has been interested in the creational energy teaching for many years and lives in the UK with her partner, Brian, and her daughter, Ella. Join me now in our conversation. Kate, you live in, you live in Cumberland? Well, it's, 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 I think it's called Cumberland now, isn't it, Brian? They've changed it back. It was Cumbria, oh, and Cumbria. now it's gone back. Oh. It was Cumbria, but, but they're now saying that we're going to be called Cumberland again. Why? Which, um, goodness knows, it's just some oh. politician somewhere that's an idiot. More, bu- and more bureaucracy? It, 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 yeah, no no idea. We just, it, it, yeah, not a clue. But oh. no, um, Cumbria, Cumberland, the Lake District. Um, yeah, it's. I think it's probably... Well, definitely the most beautiful part of England. I was going to say, I've looked at pictures and it looks just gorgeous. I still want to go there. The way the world is going, I don't know how much traveling I'm going to be doing. No, no, that's right. It's um, It's not great. And it's just, I don't know, the turn of events has been unbelievable. Just how quickly things have deteriorated. Yes. It's globally, globally. Yeah, it's a bit breathtaking, isn't it? It is, it is. You wouldn't be able to, yeah, you couldn't have imagined it just a couple of years ago. No, I know. Like when I, when I read the Henoch prophecies um, going back, what, 10, 11 years ago, mm-hmm. I was like, no way, you know. I and know. then it seems surreal, but, isn't it? A bit surreal. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, it is. And it's like, well, what, you know, how, how do you actually think about it? And how do you go forward? And and I and I just think it's just self-responsibility. That's what I think. That that's the only power that I've got is yes. and how I think how you think about things. You know, you you just you can't, yeah, you it's not like there's, we have. I haven't got a lot of power to change, but but possibly I have actually because I think that everything that you do in your life affects the whole. And I think it might seem like it's a tiny little thing that you're doing, but it's actually it's not really because it's affecting the whole, isn't it? So every little, I don't know when you when you help people and when you whatever I, I just think it does affect the whole it's nothing nothing is for nothing if you know what I mean well of course because we're all connected too and we yeah. affect each other and you know so if we're if we're working on like you're saying if we're, we're working on peace within ourselves and harmony peace, that's exactly right. yeah, yeah yeah I've been thinking a lot about that mm-hmm. um, then it's going to in a small way affect everyone around us and I think of course I think there's a tipping point where we need to get enough people who truly understand what peace and freedom is you know aren't saying yeah I want peace but war yeah we need to have this war it's you know we need to retaliate we need to uh, I just yeah to defend ourselves but it it, it's hard though it it ultimately is hard um because you know my life 
how I see it and the little things that annoy me and the people that I just think, oh, I just really can't be bothered. And then I just think, well, you're going to have to. You're going to have to be bothered, Kate. You know what I mean? Because yeah, I do. You, you literally can't. It's about, it really is about digging in and, you know, creating your your peace inside yourself. That That's where it's at, definitely. And and it just, it's not easy. It's really not easy because, you know, some days I wake up and I just think, oh, you know, F. <laughs> <laughs> you know especially with everything that's coming at us that's so negative. oh it's everywhere yeah hits yeah yeah absolutely it's um it's worrying but it's like no you know do you want to live in that fear space you can't no and it's like what billy said about you know seeing seeing the beauty and everything and and remembering to to laugh and you know, it, that is important, isn't it? Yes. Just, oh, just to let yeah. a good old belly laugh, a good old belly laugh, humour. I've always been the one that's in adversity or whatever, you know, in, in all the jobs that I've done. I've always been able to have, is it a little bit of a sick sense of humour? Possibly. <laughs> I'm really curious. How did you find um, Billy Myers material, uh, information? How did you find it? Oh gosh! And how long ago? I was um, you what? Pardon? How long ago? Um. Oh. Um. Ella was two, so thirteen years ago. Okay. Um. Was it a bit longer than that? I can't even. I, I I'll tell you the exact time because I remember it. It's never left me. And I was sat um <laughs> at my computer. And in a funny, kind of a funny stage in my life, and I'd tried the, um, I was kind of brought up in quite a, yeah, religious, religious household. My mum was very, she's kind of, to describe my mum, she's kind of like, she's more sort of new agey now, if you know what I mean. I it's, it's really hard to describe my mum. She's, she, she kind of, um, Made her own religion. <laughs> she kind of, she's got a, she's, yeah, she sits on the fence. She sat on the fence a lot. Okay. About, about kind of religion and stuff like that. And she'll say, I'm praying to my God and everything like that. And I'm like, what? What do you mean your God? And we've, we've had lots and lots of discussions, me and my mum, through the years. Um, got into mediumship or everything, looked at everything. Um, I think particular, particularly um, when I was a kid, I used to go to, my mum used to force me to go to church and I used to tell her that it made me feel ill. And I, and I do really remember that, that it used to make me feel quite not well. It was, I, I used to feel like, because I didn't like it so much, there was some sort of evil child. And, and I kind of sadly grew up thinking that because I hated it so much that I was somehow a bad person because it made me feel so horrible inside that it made me a bad person. So obviously that's not really great growing up thinking that really, is it? It's, it's kind of like, yeah. And that's like for most people. I do. I, I, yeah. Yeah. Design, don't you? It's designed that way. 
Yeah, and you, you don't, yeah, looking back, it's like... You're a terrible sinner and, you you know, you're hopeless. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and because you, oh, God, I mean, I, I do, I remember it, sitting there thinking and looking at the prayers, the, the, the hymns that we had to sing and thinking, oh, I've got two more hymns. <laughs> just being bored and and just hating it. Um, but then hating myself because I hated it because I'd, I'd felt that, yeah, it made me feel bad. But um, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm going into it, Anna, now. I'm losing the thread. But this particular day, I was, I was, I was sat, there's a reason why I said that, because I did go back to it and I went to um, a Christian church, born again Christian church. And I did it all, Carol. I literally did it all. <laughs> I got baptized a lot because I never got baptized. I never, I never went to baptism classes or anything when I was when I was like um, when I was meant to. I refused to, but I did the whole shebang this time. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna really, I'm gonna really do it. I'm gonna really like, you know, I've got to. I, I need to sort of be thinking about this. I need to be giving it my all. Well, I did. And um, I remember I was stood, um, and like I said, I was about one at the time. And being a mother is a young, you know, having your first child and that that first, you know, realising that motherhood doesn't just, like, happen. It's like a growing experience, and there's no such thing as a born mother. I was like, you know, I had this child, and I thought, flipping heck, you know, I mean, I literally, you know, I'm going to be she didn't come out with a manual. <laughs> I, I was molding a human being, exactly. I was molding a human being. And obviously I took that like massively seriously. Because <laughs> um, I was 36 when I had her. So I wasn't like young, young or anything like that. And I'd, I'd waited and waited. And when I did have her, um, obviously, yeah, I, I just was like, right, I need to, I'm going to need, need a bit of help you know, a bit of guidance or something. Yeah, so I did all that. I went to church, I did all that. And um, I was looking, I was listening, and I just wasn't hearing anything, literally silence. And I remember being stood, and um, they like to do this a lot. <laughs> I was doing that thinking, right, okay. <laughs> Yeah, and I was like receiving the God's bless, the God's blessing, or that. I was like, so yeah, I, was, I don't know what like, that's there's, there's just nothing. I just thought there's absolutely nothing. I'm not hearing it. It's because it, it's cause it's causing. I thought to myself because there is nothing like that, Kate. And you, that's it. And that was the last time I ever went, and I was on the internet. And I was just. Um, I've always been interested in UFOs. I've always just. As much as what I was interested in, what I thought was the paranormal, again, I did all that, and that just made me feel rubbish. It was quite, it was, yeah, it was as bad as going to church, to be fair. Um, going to see mediums and people like that, that did not feel right at all. Um, it felt very mixed up for me. It just made me, again, it made me feel a bit sick. It was really, really weird. And I, I and I thought, what well, you know, I remember thinking, what am I, why is nothing working for me? And then, so I, I, I kind of, um, yeah, just thought, yeah, what, 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 what is UFOs? I wonder what, I wonder what that is, actually. And I, I just typed away and 
I came across his stuff and it took me about six months, um, six months to a year before I really thought, do you know what? Yeah, this guy is telling the truth. You know, what is, what, what is he going to get out of it? You know, I, I didn't think he was going to sort of save me or anything like that. I felt like empowered by what he, yeah, what he wrote about. And yeah, the Henoch pro- prophecies was was like a pretty dire place to start. To be fair, that's where you. But that's whoa. More, more or less, I was straight in there with the Henoch prophecies. Yeah, was really, yeah. And I tell you, it absolutely. I got that. Um, what's that? Um, what's that thing that you call? I'm trying to think. Um, Oh, literally, I nearly had, I, I, I felt like I nearly had a breakdown because of it. I mean, not like really a breakdown, but I was broken down and I was thinking, oh, you know, um, it was not a nice place. But I read it and I carried on and and I thought, and as I went on, obviously, I then discovered, um, I, I even read the contact reports and stuff like that. Um, then I discovered the books and, and it just went from there, really. Um, my, my first book that I, that I read was The Might, Might of Thoughts. And I didn't understand it at all at first, not at all, and had to reread it a million times. I mean, I, I still pick it up now and, and, and start again and read it. That's an and, and, and I just don't, yeah, there's some bits in it now kind of get some of it but it's it's more on a deeper level it's it's really strange it's like it's like my my being understands it but my but me struggles with it sometimes if you know what I mean there's something that clicks Mm -hmm. on a deeper level hold on a minute my daughter's just come in I'm just getting a yeah you can say hi to Carol Oh, no, no, I want to see her. Hi. <laughs> I see her all the time. Wait, wait, wait. That wasn't enough. <laughs> How old is she now? Ella, right? 15. Ella? 15. Yeah, Ella, yeah. Yeah, she's got a, a three friends here as well. Oh, <laughs> all okay. in my kitchen. <laughs> I remember pictures of her when she was like eight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. It's just yeah it's amazing she's i mean during covid she yeah you can borrow it yeah she it was hard during covid because you know they kind of couldn't see anybody and it they had two years of doing nothing and it really affected just shut shut the door darling see you later yeah shut the door mads um yeah she her confidence really suffered with it Um, but I was saying about Billy Meyer, um, something else that I use often when I, when I can't just be bothered, not be bothered, but when I, when my life is so busy, Mm -hmm. I will just, sometimes when I get into bed, I'm so knackered. I just go straight to sleep sort of thing. But the 77, um, is it? Meditations. Yeah. Yes incredibly helpful and on so many different levels it's unbelievable that gives me a lot of um 
I just find it a lot easier to focus. And I didn't ever used to think that I'd be able to remember it all, the whole, you know, because actually some of the sentences are quite long. Mm-hmm. Um, but you do. You actually do. It's amazing. But, yeah, I, I, I'm trying to think. So, yeah, I, I started doing it. I looked online and and that's what happened. And it was like a bomb had gone off in my my life. Yeah. And I discovered all that. Um, yeah, and I, and I thought, oh, have I gone mad? <laughs> have I, have I, finally- I think it's actually quite amazing that in this world of confusion, of confusing messages and belief systems and that, that, we're, able, that we're able to see it for what it is. It's quite amazing to me sometimes. I just think to myself, what if I had just passed it by and said, you know, but I was looking for it. I was looking for it. And it sounds like you were too. And, and when I found it, I luckily, first hesitantly, because I'd gone down several roads. Oh, yeah. You have too. And we all, a lot of us have that same common experience. Cool. And then when we find it, we realize we have found it. And it's such a relief, but it is, but there's grief. Like you were saying, you, when you felt broken down, there's that grief you have because you mourn. Oh, yeah. You become somebody else, really. Your whole reality, well, you see reality much more clearly. And yeah. you, you have to mourn kind of that innocence of what I didn't know. I always think of the guy in the Matrix who's eating the steak. I don't know if you've seen the movie, The Matrix. Yeah. Oh, the, guy yeah. Eat, the guy wants to be put back in. Doesn't want yeah. to know anymore. Yeah. You can't do that though. Once you no, know once, yeah. you, you can't accident that wipes your brain out and you don't remember who you are or anything anymore, you know, or an accident of some kind. It's there. Now yeah, you sure. decide to turn away and make fun of it and say it's fake and you know, because it's just too disturbing for them to face. Absolutely, definitely. It's not an easy thing to um, to face the fact that you've all your life was more or less a, a massive big lie, and yeah, it's not an easy thing to to face at all. And it's um, a very uncomfortable. It was a very uncomfortable feeling for me because it was, yeah, I didn't even realise that I, I probably um, used to say please God quite a lot. <laughs> without even realizing it oh. and that's the thing always um you know putting it out there instead of bringing it in and thinking what can I do you know what am I going to do about this and now it's like wishful dreams that that's a, an amazing subject that that wishful dream and I think you know um I just practice that one I really do. And I, I didn't even realise that I actually did it sometimes because whenever I've gone for a job, I've always imagined myself doing it. And I, did, I just did it. I did, I did that myself. And I'm, I'm sure that other people are like that too. But whatever I've wanted to do, I've always seen it in my mind's eye. And and, and I build up a story around that. And, and I've just done it. And right recently I thought, right, so you've, you've kind of been doing that, but not even realize you're doing it. So imagine if you now know that you can do it. You can do it. Yeah. Um, I've been looking at, I don't know whether you, I know in the contact reports, um, they've, they've mentioned about remote viewing. I'm quite 
interested in that for some reason at the minute. I don't really know why, but I just am kind of pulled in by it. Well, you know, I had an interesting experience. It's funny you bring that up and I still don't know what to make of it. I took a remote viewing class back before I found the teaching when I was exploring the new age world, you know, really, really in and seeing what kind of powers can I cultivate? You know, I was more enamored with that kind of stuff than I, you know, I was like, okay, um, I've been working on myself, my growth stuff, but I got kind of enamored with that. And, uh, and I think it's fascinating and interesting also. Oh yeah. Yeah. Class, you know, supposedly for people who are psychic, you know, and an interesting thing happened though. There was a group of us in this classroom in Santa Monica, California, not, not a very big group, maybe 10 of us at the most. And, um, they, what they did is they had, um, a woman there that was directing us, you know, telling us we were going to try to, to figure out where her partner, her business partner went to a new, another location in the city. Mm-hmm. And we had to figure out where she was at. And the, and so here's what happened. Interesting thing that happened. Um, and there were, and she was very careful not to make any suggestions to us. Right. You know, any, well, yeah. Anything, yeah. Say anything. She just stayed silent, wrote down our answers. And we were saying, we were all having impressions that fit together. This is what was interesting. So I saw um, white gloves and a, and a hat like, a, and like a, a magician would wear, like a stage. And another person saw red ropes like you would see in a, a theater. They saw that where you stand that kind of thing. Someone else, um, I don't remember what all the impressions, some of them, some people had some impressions of um, some outdoor things, but it turned out um, it all fit together that she was at a theater. Right. And some of our impressions fit that. None of wow. us thought, hey, she's at a theater. We just had these imagery. Now, I don't know if we were reading her mind, because yeah. she, but I don't know if she even knew. I don't remember, it's been too long ago, if she knew where her partner was. Um, yeah. She was just there writing down art so that then her partner could verify on the phone where she was. And then the next one we did too. And then the other one we did, um, people saw things like, we had impressions of things like palm trees, um, drinks, um, Someone said they keep smelling the ocean, that kind of thing. And, oh, and she was at a, the pier. She was at Santa Monica Pier. They were seeing little things there. Yeah. Um, and I, was, I thought that was pretty interesting. Now, they had a lot of fantasy in this class that I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't, and I can't, and I'm pretty sure it's before I found the Meyer stuff. It was. But I was kind of uncomfortable with some of it because it seemed like they were making a lot of assumptions in some of the exercises we were doing throughout the, you know, class. I don't know. I don't, it's been too long ago, but I never forgot that, that we all got these impressions that fit together. Yeah. 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 So I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, basically what I've found um, the last week or so, I've always believed that psychic ability or whatever you want to call it i think i think everyone's got it yeah um clairvoyant yeah yeah Yeah. there's there's no doubt um 
And I'm pretty sure that whatever has gone on, whatever experiments that's been ever conducted, I think it, it was completely successful. And I think they probably do, that there are people that are doing it. I think as well, um, just yeah, talking about belief systems and everything, I think I found it quite difficult in my family because I'm literally the only one that that thinks the way that I do and and <laughs> you know going out my to my family I mean my immediate family the people that I see the most of it's like 19 people and not one of them <laughs> not you know not one of them thinks the way I do but yet my mom will say to me just how much she admires me and you know how proud she is of me because I'm such a you know, I've got my own ideas about things and, <clears throat> you know, I'm quite strong. Well, yeah, I'm, yeah, very strong-willed, actually. Um, I always have been. I, I kind of grew up that way, really, I think. Um, my, my dad said that um, recently, he said, when you were a child, you were you were quite scary. We <laughs> 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 didn't know what to do with you, Kate, so we... we we just put you in swimming to take all the energy away because <laughs> I used to swim competitively until I was about 16 and I'm talking like you know I'd like do four mile in the morning swimming just like that you know I was and and I'd run at night and I'd go weight training with the rugby team up here of course and we're, we're talking about big burly men I just had so much energy and it was always a, it was always a bit of a joke in my house that nobody could turn the tap on when I switched it off in the morning because <laughs> they used to say I had really high, was it chi or something? Cause I just go and not even mean to like put it on really tightly, just had that, right. that sort of energy. I don't, I don't know. It's funny, isn't it? Ella's the same though. Ella's definitely the same. Really? I, I, I don't know what it is though. Do you, do you think that is it just like an energy for life or something like that? I don't know. I I couldn't be anything else when when I believe or when I think something. Literally, you know, that's just what I think because I haven't just happened to think that way. I've gone through a, a, a lot of processes to to form that opinion if you like so when I first obviously looked into Billy Billy Meyer and found it it was a real yeah a, a, a falling away of a lot of things for me and you know I was left literally yeah just the bare bones of myself if you know what I mean it's really I hard heard, to I had the same experience I know exactly what you mean that's why I said there's a, almost a morning that happens massively yeah. Uh, and, um, yeah for me it was a relief also though it was a, a validation that I wasn't crazy <laughs> I, I I remember when I was a kid um well no I wasn't was I about eight when it was uh, feed the world and all that feed Africa and all that sort of um, time when Bob Geldof did the did the big um fundraising you know concert and all that and I remember saying to my mom so why are they starving now? And my mum said, well, because they, they are, because they're in Africa. And I said, well, why don't we just send them food? I don't, you know, why, why don't we all just share? I couldn't understand 
Why? To me, when I was a kid, some some things just didn't make sense to me. I I, I just was like quite, yeah, probably an idealist. You know, thinking, well, if people are starving, then why don't we all just like send them food? Why does it take a charity to do it? You know, why are we not sharing? Why are we not? Shouldn't be any. Yeah, it's it's just a childlike for me view when I was you know that age I, I just remember just how confused I felt that these children were dying yes I do I, I, I just couldn't quite comprehend that I remember even crying about it to my mom because it was on the news constantly oh, yeah, it's horrible too what you're seeing is and if you've got uh, empathy and compassion for others it's horrendous oh it was awful it was awful I mean nowadays they probably say you got PTSD <laughs> Okay, uh, that's not actually so far-fetched because you know a lot of the things that were especially in the media that were shown were kind of assaulted with anymore without all of it many times nowadays i've noticed that it, yeah that actually used to be a gentler time than what we're you know i think about things that were shown that are even if they're fantasy fantasy violence that kind of things is still an assault of a sort where it just pops up and you don't even know it's coming. You're watching a preview oh. of a movie for a movie you're going to watch of another movie and you're not watching a violent movie, but they show you a violent movie preview and you're like, oh, oh I didn't want to see that. No, exactly. Yeah. And I mean, my, my daughter talking about movies and stuff like that, you know, my, that's one thing that I was wrong about because I didn't realize I knew that I didn't like scary movies from quite a young age. Really didn't like them. They just affected me for weeks mm-hmm. on end. I couldn't get it out of my head. I couldn't sleep. And uh, I, I remember one movie in particular, but I won't go into that. But I, I just was too sensitive. I, I was too sensitive, you know. But actually, I, I probably wasn't, was I? Really, it was quite normal how I felt. Yes, it was normal. I think it was normal. Definitely normal. You weren't numb. Yeah, but it was, you were? You weren't numb, you know? You weren't numbed out. You were. You felt, you saw what, you re, You recognized what you were looking at was disturbing. So yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Isn't it funny though, because everybody around you is like, well, it's just made up. It's just a, do you know, do you, it's quite funny really, but did you ever hear of Jim will fix it? Did I ever hear of Jim? Jim will fix it. It was um a t- It was a guy here that J- J- Jim will fix it. He used to used to write to him. Yeah, oh, about no, what I haven't heard of this. Right. Well, I wrote that I wanted to watch a horror movie being made because I was so disturbed by <laughs> like that, and I was only like what 11, 12. Yeah, probably not that young, but. I was like, I really need to see one being made because then, I'm, then I'll believe that it's not real because to me it feels like it's real looking at it, and and yeah, but uh, yeah, again another another lie that I obviously believed that you know I should you know you shouldn't be affected you should know that it's just made up you're just being silly and it's like well no I, I, it makes me feel quite sick. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and they've, they've already done studies that prove that our, our brain can't tell the difference. And so no, it's not, 
even, even as an adult, if I see something that's made up that's horrifying, I don't remember it's not real. It still horrifies me. You know, I do have breast cancer or I did have it. I don't know if I still do. I can't. It, interesting thing about it is it feels like I don't have it anymore. Like if I tell you I have it, it feels false inside. Really? Yeah. Which I think is a good sign. I feel like I should correct it when I tell someone that I go or, or I used to or because um, I, I go for a, a PET scan in November so I can see how everything I've done has affected but if I go by how I feel physically um I feel better than I have in probably a year oh, and, not, and I didn't even know I felt that bad a year ago it was more like it was so such a slow decline yeah that, um you kind of get used to not having as much energy and you know that kind of thing but um I did also kind of sense that my health was declining and that I needed to to I wasn't exercising enough and I yeah. slowly was putting on weight um, and I think my hormones were out of, got, got out of balance. I wasn't sleeping well. And so, um, I was actually in Mexico when I found the lump, oh. um, which was okay because actually, um, I always said that if I ever got cancer, because I know it's so pre pre prevalent now with the toxins and everything definitely, yeah. that, um, I would do alternative therapies. Well, I got to put that, uh, conviction to the test. Yeah, you did. Yeah, while I was in Mexico, I um, we we actually bought a house there, and so I was there um, seeing into the renovations, and uh, I was walking every day. I was in the sunshine. It was very low stress. Um, unfortunately, Bill had to come back to the U.S., so I was alone. But um, I met some really nice people there, and I lost weight, and I started feeling better, and this. Um, this kind of inflammation I felt like I had, I had a lot of throat clearing and coughing here and there disappeared. And I was feeling much better. And I think it's actually the weight loss because you know, we lose it in our breasts too. We lose it every oh, day. Yeah. That I was able to find the, the lump. I just happened to be turning over in bed and put my hand there and went, what's that? Oh, that's that feels like I should have it checked out. And everyone who knows me knows I, I lead a pretty healthy lifestyle. And so they're like, oh, it'll be nothing. The way you live, oh, it'll be nothing. Well, it turned out I had um, a very aggressive grade three breast cancer. Crikey. And um, which was ultimately uh, diagnosed as HER2 positive, which uh, is a, a cancer that tends to want to metastasize and, okay. and return. And it also, which um, this used to scare me to death and I would look at this, but I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with it, um, that it likes to go to the brain. So um, right, yeah. when, when I had my, my uh, test, I won't go through, you know, I did all the usual stuff, the mammograms and which I don't yeah. do mammograms, but, and that's another story um, because of, I had always had dense breasts and they could Sam, Sam, Sam. couldn't tell what was going on, right? And it was yeah. so painful. Sam. And so I decided, well, the next time I have one done, I'll have a thermogram done. And I don't know if you're familiar with thermography, but they use a heat camera. Um, heat, heat, yes. That, that's quite 
that's quite new that isn't it yeah. but yeah, um, well, it's it's been around yeah it's it's fairly new in the world of you know maybe I don't people know don't, not a lot of people know about it no and, and um when the last time I had went into the doctor before all this happened to have a mole checked he asked me this wasn't even my regular doctor I have an HMO and he said it when was the last time you had a mammogram I said oh it's been years and years since I was in my 30s he was just shocked and he said, why? I said, I, I told him why. And I said, so I decided yeah. not to have mammograms anymore. Well, he really couldn't believe it. Thought I was a total fool. I said, instead, I said, it's about time for me to go for uh, I'm gonna yeah. go for thermography done. And he just blasted me. And I didn't even argue with him. I just thought it, there will do no good for me to argue with this man. He does not understand that they can see increased metabolic activity in the breast, even before a tumor forms. Yes, yeah. They can mm -hmm. see higher vascularity which you know means you have more estrogen in your breasts yeah which which of course then means you should um be exploring that and it's and it doesn't give you it doesn't cause there's no radiation so yeah. I, I just left but then um i put it off a year I, I, and i thought right around the time i thought okay i'm gonna go get this done i really feel like i should COVID hit and so then i was like and then, then all this stuff is going around. Oh, if you're not vaccinated, we're not going to help you. Yeah. I, I didn't want the hassle. So I just, I just put it off. And mm -hmm. so um, it turned out that I was stage two. So I had a two centimeter um, tumor in my breast and I had a eight millimeter tumor in my one, my lymph node. So what I did was, um, you know, of course, for, for the type of cancer, and it's, this is a typical right procedure, procedural, they wanted to do chemo, surgery, and then put me on Herceptin. When I was searching, I found, um, and, I, and I want more women to know about this because this, this can actually um, be a game changer for women, and that is um, cryoablation procedure where they freeze, right. they go in with a needle and they um, freeze a ball of ice around the tumor. Oh, I've, heard, I've read that recently. Yes. That's what I had done. Wow. Mexico. Yes. I'm just read about that. The cold. Yeah. 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 So I looked for clinics. Um, you know, when I first got my diagnosis, I kind of froze up and for a few days, I couldn't even remember all the alternative things I had studied about yeah. <laughs> they just flew out yeah. of my head and all i could see oh, yeah. was myself bald with my breath you know it? I mean. oh, and, yeah. I was, and i was terrified absolutely and then i was watching a movie one night and this guy was i kept trying to choose these these funny movies supposedly you know how they say they're a comedy and you watch it and you go this isn't a comedy <laughs> um uh this guy was i kept getting these cancer themes and these movies i went what the you know what's, yeah, what's going, going on there? there yeah and this man was getting chemo and he was gutting him. He was so ill. He couldn't even, you know, lead his life. And he felt like it was killing him. And so he said, I'm going to try immunotherapy instead. Well, I didn't even think about the medical drug version of chemotherapy. I thought of alternative or, or yeah. immunotherapies. I thought of natural yeah. immune boosting therapies. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I found a clinic. I started doing some research and found all the clinics in Mexico were pretty much in Tijuana. And um, so I found a clinic, I found the clinics that all, also offered uh, cryoablation because based on what I'd read, I was a perfect candidate for it. Yeah. The location, the size, 
And, yeah. um, and in the US, it's still in the trials phase and it's really strict. There's a few doctors who will do it off procedure, but I didn't even know about them. Plus it's so much more expensive here. So, I mean, because for all my tests, it was less than a thousand dollars. And in the US, I would have spent thousands of dollars on my tests. And so I went to this clinic where they, um, uh, it was really wonderful because the nurses and the doctors were so caring and empathetic. And, and that's so nice to have people around you that care that you're healthy, care about you, wanna know who you are. And I had things like high dose vitamin C. I actually started the high dose vitamin C before I even left for the clinic because yeah. I had a lot of high dose vitamin C and it's cytotoxic to cancer cells. And yeah. the, the nice thing about it is the, it was like one of those mobile IV therapy things that yeah. we have in there. Well, it was owned by a doctor in the town in Mexico I was in and he FaceTimed with me before I, you know, the nurse was, they were checking my vitals and everything to make sure I was okay. And I explained yeah. I had cancer, I'd been diagnosed and I was going for a treatment, but I wanted to get some high dose vitamin C and get it started right away. And he goes, Carol, that's magnificent that you're doing this. And he said, 50%, uh, if they do a high dose vitamin C, that their symptoms from chemo are reduced by 50%. Wow. And I said, yes. And I said, uh, it's just really gratifying to be supported and not be told I'm crazy or this yeah. won't work or whatever. So I did a couple of, of IV infusions before I even left for the clinic. And um, I did that. And I did a whole body hypothermia where they heat your body. You know, because what they're doing is they're teaching your body, they're getting it to mimic uh, an, a, an immune response. Because what's happening is the cancer is growing and my body doesn't know it. It thinks it's just part of. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so they were getting yeah. my body to recognize it and fight it. And they were stimulating it that way. They were, they put, um, I, I quit eating sugar immediately. Not that I was eating a lot, but I quit what sugar I was eating. And at what little alcohol I drink, I cut that out because if you have cancer, it's really not a good idea to drink. So I don't now. Mm -hmm. And um, so I, um, they had me at, they had a wonderful uh, kitchen there where they fed you uh, dairy-free, gluten-free, sugar-free um, meals that were mostly chicken, fish, turkey, that kind of thing. I rock red meats. Yeah, and yeah. Um, it, it, it was, I would say, moderate to high protein um, because they said, you know, your body's going to be working really hard with the therapies we're giving. Yeah. yeah. And I did, they gave me um, high to, um, oh, glutathione, glutathione. They gave me IV vitamin packs. Um, I did hypobaric chamber treatments, which I'm now continuing here to oxygenate my cells because cancer like, lives in a low and anaerobic environment. And yeah. the more the body is oxygenated, the, the, you know, the less likely cancer is going to live in your body. The environment, isn't yes. it? Yeah. And um, uh, also, and there's other things which about, you know, that, that I won't go into, but um, they also did what they call sonodynamic therapy, where they gave me what they call porphyrin. I took orally every day. And it was, um, in my particular case, it was um, chlorophyll and zinc bound together. And it would be drawn into the tumor sites and yeah. would ultrasound to activate it. Right. Yeah. Everything I did actually either weakened the cancer, but didn't weaken me, built my immune system. Yeah. Didn't poison me. Didn't yeah. burn me. And yeah. so I was in, 
in therapy and getting treatments from like one o'clock in the afternoon till about six o'clock every night. And mm-hmm. um, it made me tired, but I feel I felt very um, optimistic. And they sent me home with a three month protocol that I'm still continuing. And they had about a 70% success rate with stage four. Wow. So, yeah, and I saw some pretty wasted people that were there, but they did so much better. They were doing already doing better when I left because I was only there for three weeks. And so yeah. um, I feel I feel really good. And my weight is good. And you know, I'm um, I'm not suffering in any way. I, I never did feel terrible. I never had any pain or anything like that. And yeah. the, the ablation, um, the cryoablation, not only does it freeze your tumor, but it in most in many cases stimulates the immune system to actually suddenly recognize that you had. Yeah. Cleans, you know, and it goes in and attacks it. Yeah. And it also yeah. will recognize cancer cells throughout your body that it didn't see before and kill those. And nice. in about 50% of the, the, the people that have done this, they say, this is what the study says, an immunity to cancer. So that sounds pretty amazing. I, that's according to the study that I read, but they're having amazing results in China, Japan. I've read, I've read about it recently, mm-hmm. strangely, I, I, I have. And I, I remember talking to Brian about it because obviously my, my sister started with breast cancer Oh, I didn't uh, know this. Yeah, she did. Um, she was 32. Oh. Um, yeah, and um, she died when she was 44. But it, yeah, it was a long old road, but... Um, it usually is. It usually is. She, she, you know, she was young, you know, yeah. so new, massive, everything else. And, yeah... Um, I, I, I was just telling, because I, uh, yeah, I, I read stuff about that. It always sparks my interest because of my sister. Um, but I was I was just literally telling Brian the other day, oh, look at this. You know, this sounds amazing. I take cold showers. I know it's not the same, but I... No, that's great, though. And I, to stimulate your immune system? I, every morning, I don't, I don't even bother getting into a warm shower anymore. I'd stick it on the cold. I get in there and I'm in there five minutes, cold shower. Well, that's inspiring me because yeah, that's my next thing I want to do. And I'm like, oh, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> You've got to do it, Carol. Honestly, when I you know. first do it, when you first do it, I could only stand it for 10 seconds, mm-hmm. right? And I'd be like, <gasps> but now it's You're literally, yes. I can, I can, like today, I wash my hair today. It's a bit fluffy, actually. But I washed my hair this morning and yeah, cold shower the whole time. Great. That's yeah. something I really want to do. And um, I keep saying, okay, I'm going to, and then the day I took a shower and I didn't even think of it. So next time I will, I may, I may stick a sticky note on the my The end shower. of it, the end of it. Do the end yes. of it. So do you want, do you warm shower? Okay, of and course. Then just, I, you know. I, I read about it. And you know, I used to, as a kid, I used to, we used to go to the hot springs and we'd jump in the snow. Yeah. And jump yeah. oh, so yeah. all the endorphins it releases, and I used to do that. Oh, fun, you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we we um, this summer because it's been quite pretty good weather actually here. Mm-hmm. Um, done quite a lot of lake swimming, getting in the lake, and the the strange thing is, is that my body doesn't really, yeah, it recognizes the cold, and it mm-hmm. just it accommodates it. Now it's like I've got a 
um my, my, my partner bought me a big um dry robe thing because up here I mean it does get cold here mm-hmm. um he brought he bought you a what a dry robe it's for when you've been when you've been swimming in it or oh, when, okay. you, when you when you cold stuff outside mm-hmm. you need to you need to put your dry robe on straight away because it, it does you you know you yeah you can get really cold mm-hmm. but um um yeah, we've done quite a lot of that during the summer. And it was funny because I was just um, thinking, yeah, now's the time to get back to that lake and, and gain it. Because my cold shower is, I, yeah, I, I do it daily now. That there's a, a documentary actually coming out called The Cancer Evolution that happened to have a lot of the doctors that I actually studied in back in 2018 when I found all this. Uh, Dr. Thomas Seafried's in it and I'm waiting for this this film to come out because it's it's doing a lot of the it's a, a lot of the research I read and the the things that I'm doing are because of them because of these studies and um, I, I just I feel very and the, the might of the thoughts of course you know we oh. can't forget that that is just so important oh. that Massive. that Massive. I feel it's it's weird because when I went to go and study what they would do in conventional medicine, because I'd already told you I decided not to do that, I would become frightened. And oh, I would, yeah. and I kept, I kept revisiting it so I could get used to it, so I could talk about it, like going past a haunted house. That everyone's told you it's haunted, and finally you go, oh, it's not haunted. You go and you look in the windows and everything, and you, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I know that I have to lead my that it, as healthy of the lifestyle as I lead now. It had to be, it had to be even more. And I needed to help my detoxification systems. I really felt that, and I had chelation treatment while I was there too. So they helped remove some lead because all those of us who are older, we have a, most of us have lead in our bodies. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. And so we don't know why I I got this. There's no, I'm not. I think that's the thing, though, isn't it? That's what you could, that that's ultimately what you could get tied up in your thoughts. Uh-huh. You know, there's not there's no doubt about that. I think. I think if it was me, I'd be thinking, yeah, how, how, how did that happen? Why have I got it? This sense of well-being inside myself. When I don't think that stuff, the scary stuff that the drug companies and stuff put up there, <laughs> I, I feel um, this well-being. And um, just like I knew when my health was sliding and I needed to do something. I, I yeah, you felt it. You felt, felt it. it. Yeah. I didn't know it was that serious, but I felt it. And, um, so, you know, I, um, yeah, so here I am and I'm going to talk, I'm going to do some more podcasts about just the, the individual things I'm doing. I think you should. Yeah. I think it would be really helpful because, because, because you, you totally understand the, the horrible hole that some people that, you know, when you find out you've got cancer, Mm -hmm. um, I've witnessed two people that I, that I loved. And that I, I still love, actually, um, fall into that hole. And, you know, trying to, I mean, when my husband got it, trying to drag him out of that hole was um, was was hard. But we, we did it. We did it in the end. And we, we just used to have a, a pact. We had a pact. And it was basically, we went and, you know, we listened to what they said and, um and if it was shit, shit news, then we were allowed to, to feel crap for half an hour and talk about it and cry. And then that's it. That's it done. Then it's like, right, what we're doing, how proactive. I mean, I was, 
I was already really deep into Billy Meyer stuff by that point, and I was introducing him to it at that point. And he, yeah, I, I, I don't know what I would have done without the might of the thoughts at that point. It so helped me to keep on track, especially the 77 point meditation. Here's the podcast. Oh, your mom's yes. going to be on a podcast. Wow. Just keep that, Carol. Keep that on your podcast oh. when, Ella, when Ella interrupts. Just keep it on your podcast. Oh, sure. Why not? Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 Stick your face in here one more time so I can have it on camera again. <laughs> oh, she's doing the hair now. Yeah, that's much better. <laughs> yeah, yeah she does. Your father in you. Put um, oh, your head in. Hello. Hello. <laughs> she, her mom's American, Carol. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you to us weird yanks, huh? <laughs> <laughs> All right, girls, you do. Yeah. Go on, out. Out. Go on. Come on now. I know 15 year olds. I used to have some. <laughs> so many energy drinks. <laughs> oh, oh, oh but the laugh was good. Pardon? I, I laugh a lot, you know. Through all this, I even make fun of my cancer. And <laughs> yeah, no, you've got to. Why even make fun of it? <laughs> you've literally got to, though, Carol. It's, it, it is if in I, your attitude. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, even though I had the cryo, I, I'm acting as if there might be some left, and I'm just treating myself accordingly so I can get rid of anything that and help my body get rid of anything that's left over, or at least putting it in, you know, hibernation. Because we're not all quite sure. Does it go away completely? Does it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it seems like it does. They never get it again. We don't know. So there's just so many unanswered questions that I, I, I say sometimes, you know, I wish, I wish the player could tell us how to totally handle this, you know? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, no, they can't. But the, 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 the thing is with cancer is that we know that, Everyone's got it, not literally got cancer. I know what you mean. They've got some, they said they've done biopsies on people over 50 and they have cancer cells that are just inactive floating around in their bodies. Yeah, it's the tumors that cause the problem. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's that, it's that, it's the tumors. It's not, you know, yeah, everyone's, everyone's got it floating around. It, it's, it's where the tumors go and the, the kind of problems that it causes in the body. Yes. And that's, like I said, you know, this new therapy that they've come out with is amazing because it's dealing with that particular problem. So obviously that's going to, that's definitely going to extend somebody's life, isn't it? I just think it's really, really exciting. And it's definitely on its way to, um, yeah, being eradicated, I think. To try and do it, you know, with food, it's just impossible now because it is. And so I have to, we have to supplement. I think when you're doing that though, you know, everything that you're doing is, is kind of, it's, it's, you know, ultimately it's empowering yourself, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's, sure. it's mentally making you feel like you were doing the best that you could possibly do for yourself. I feel like I'm in charge. I haven't given my, yeah. my life over to somebody else to 
something else something else as well you know I mean I, I, I noticed I used to pick um pick it up on with Lee when he used to say my cancer and I used to say stop calling it your like my cancer stop using that word yeah but just say the cancer don't say my cancer I don't like it yeah. My cancer. There's something, and 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 he, and he did. He changed it, but you know, he, he didn't change it in his in his head. Right. And I think, you know, for me, I, you know, I turn my hat off to you know both the people that I experienced go through it because the courage that they shown was amazing. Um, considering the absolute shit that they were told by doctors. You know, it was awful. You know, they, I mean, when my sister got it, they, they told her she was terminally ill and that she had X amount of time left. And it was like, if you want to kill somebody, then just tell them not. Right. You know I, I, mean? I avoided that. I actually haven't personally seen an oncologist. How shocking is that? No, I, I just literally wouldn't because it's it's been documented they're not allowed to say it now in, in England. They are not allowed to say that. When, they don't know. No. They don't know. Nobody knows. That's they're not, you know, nobody knows, do that. And and no. it's it's like I said to Lee when he had it, I said, doctors are not gods. No. There are no such thing as gods. And they are certainly nobody. Yeah, they'll they'll be able to say to you, right, this is the prognosis, whatever, or this is what in their experience right and whatever papers they're reading that that's what it says but for you it's totally it could be totally different yes so don't hang your hat on what these well, people especially say. when they have a candy dish sitting in the waiting room and they're feeding people um you know passing around donuts in the chemotherapy room yeah and that's one of the worst things you can do is eat sugar that's mm -hmm. so you know, most of the doctors don't even tell you that, that the patient will ask them, what do we, oh, eat anything you want, whatever makes you happy. Here, I'll write you a prescription for ice cream as a joke, you know, if you want. And really, you're, they're proving in these studies they're doing that Otto Vorberg, a German scientist in the 50s, proved that it's a, there's a metabolic process that goes on with cancer. Yeah. Yeah. And so now these doctors, and now like Seafried, latched onto that and, and continued the studies and they're having great successes. They're going to use their diet. They're going to fast, which I also am doing. I do fasting. Yeah. Yeah. I, I fast. I, yeah, I, I definitely, I fast till about two o'clock in the afternoon mm -hmm. and um, yeah, it's to me, yeah. you know, when our society says to us to be frightened of uh, hunger and it's like, you know, it's not scary. It's fine to be hungry. It's absolutely natural. It's a good process. Get through it. You know, that's it. Yeah, definitely. I'm and I'm I'm 50 now. I'm I'm postmenopausal apparently now. Because yeah, I'm post I'm postmenopausal. And <laughs> yeah, great. Oh, and that's, that's been, <laughs> Yeah, that's been a bit of a, yeah, it's been great getting off that dragon, to be fair. Yeah, we were, I think we were talking about um, just the, our thinking when it comes to our health. Yeah. And, and um, you know, I even had to say to myself, well, is it my think, did something in my thinking, you know, um, kind of facilitate that, you know, this coming on? 
but who knows, maybe I've been holding it off. Who knows? Maybe I, I might have caught it in the process of being sh shrinking when I, when they, when I found it, because I was, had already turned my health around. I was already, my inflammation had dropped. I mean, the weight just fell off of me. It was like effortless, yeah. which is unusual for me. I always have to work really hard. I remember yeah. one day I put my backpack on to go to the grocery store and, you know, where you tighten it around your hips was like, oh my gosh, when did this happen? I had to tighten it up. And I thought, I didn't have a scale. I didn't, I couldn't weigh myself. I just thought, well, my clothes are looser and I'm feeling so well, much. No, it's natural. It's just natural though that. And I think, I think that's what it, that, that's ultimately what it's about. You know, you, you naturally found your, your balance if you like I think so I think when you don't when you don't fight with yourself when you don't fight when you don't sort of yeah. have strangely an expectation and you, you you're going on the scales and you're measuring you know oh, I hate that oh, I, I don't yeah. I, I really won't do that anymore because I don't it, it's not healthy is it it's not no. it's not healthy it took me years to accept myself just as I am and not beat yeah. myself up and hate yeah. all, you know and I look at yeah. old pictures and my kids are looking at pictures of me when I was in my 20s. And I go, geez, mom, you were skinny. I'm like, and I thought I was fat. They're like, you're kidding. Yeah. I know. No. Yeah. It's totally nuts. Yeah, so, it's waste of time. Waste of time, isn't yeah. it? So to, I'm, trying, I'm looking at this. You know, I do have moments here and there where I go, what if everything I'm doing doesn't work? And then I go, don't. Right. You know, but, don't even go there. No, no. Well, I just stop it. I just go, no, because most of the time I feel very empowered. Like I have taken control and I'm testing myself like, okay, you know, all this stuff. Let's see how well you can do with all this, yeah. with all the tools that you have, the knowledge, the knowledge about nutrition, about all the, all the um, therapies that are so good for us that a lot of people are even afraid or don't even know about. They're afraid to use because they're told, they're not effective. They won't work. And, yeah. you know, but you know, you know, what the, you, you know what the spiritual teaching says about adversity mm -hmm. and everything like that, you know what it says. And yeah, you're living it. You're, you've obviously yeah. took that on board. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's, that's it. And that, and it works and it's, it, that's where it is. It's in there. Well, I've gone after this, just like I have every other challenge that I've overcome. Yeah, but I've yeah. done other things. I can do this, and and also, you know, I thought I still have to make peace with the fact that I'm not going to be here forever. This death and dying, and you know, know that, that. I don't know about you, but you know what it feels like to me, kind of that I'm trying to come to terms with. This may sound really funny, but it's like if I die unexpectedly, it's like going on a trip without your house in order, your house cleaned, your plants yeah. watered. That's yeah. I, I kind of feel like that. Like I can't just leave, yeah. just leave everything in a mess. Like things are half done, and there's something cooking on the stove, and you know what yeah. I mean. That's the funny part about it is I want to make sure, like I have control of this. Maybe not. You know that when I when I go, it's all in order. <laughs> Perhaps you do though. Perhaps you do. Perhaps yeah. you do. It's all in order, yeah. and, I, and I'd like that to be able to have that feeling that my bags are packed. I've got everything I need. You know, um, I'm, I've checked in, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. oh, yeah. And, and that yeah. for me and my family is prepared and all that. That yeah. is the biggest thing um, is just leaving without with so many things undone. There's still so many. You know what, though, Carol, Carol, you know, um, when you 
you, you you've experienced grief um yes and that you can't literally prepare anybody oh. and i think as a mother as a mother right when you're faced with let's let's be honest with a life-threatening because that's what they say a life-threatening condition right the first thing that you think about all right is your family you do yes 100 percent exactly uh, yeah absolutely how they're going to take it how yeah. they're going to be and, yeah yeah and so far unlike so many situations where the family's all stressed out and they have to do all this care for the person who's ill we haven't had that for me this it's, is yeah long, long longevity um depends on the quality of the longevity depends yes. on the kind of life that and and you know to be really honest with you like i said i've i've experienced two people with that disease and um they went the conventional route and most people most do people, yeah had him. i said most people do yeah yeah well, my, sister, my sister my sister did step out of it and, and try the alternative um she went on like it's just way too late really she was too late in that thinking um yeah, my family didn't weren't impressed. Um, yeah, it was. Well, it also depends on what she did and um, nutritionally. She she fasted and okay. she she went on a really strict diet, and it was just all a little bit too late. Really, it it just was. It it it, 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 it had taken hold of her, and then she ended up within a brain. Oh. That's, that's where she like it, that's not what that's not yeah that that's where it went basically that happens a lot. yeah that happens a lot yeah it does. So it does there's so many factors so you know when i hear that um i just think that's the norm that's what i usually hear this question yeah. is what i usually hear and i mean even in the beginning i was like well if i can have at least 10 years of good health of where I feel good, you know, give me 10, 10 more years. Um, I'll take it, you know, I'll take 10 more years. Yeah, yeah because nobody, nobody actually does know no. what's ahead of them. No. They just don't. And, and, and no. this is what I'm saying about, you know, I, I get sick and tired of the stupid things that are put out there about cancer and blah, blah, blah. And I, you know, I've, like I say, I've often- Like what, tell me, what do you mean? Well, just the, you know, oh, um, oh, now they're saying it's one in two. Oh. One in two people are going to get cancer. Yeah. And, um, yeah, all this fundraising, this fundraising. Yeah, it was absolutely oh, no. that. Where's the and money going? You know? Where's the money going? They're just businesses to me. They're just businesses. And I found that quite, yeah, I was quite angry after. I bet. Two, two, two people that I, that I really loved. Um, That's why I say they're like always screening, 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 but not, nothing about the life. Well, no, they, they, tried, they, they, they tried to get me into all that though. And um, because I refused, I was seen, my mum won't even talk to me about it. Because oh. I- She doesn't yeah. understand, does she? No, no, and I just said, look, right, you cannot, like literally just don't, you know, you can't go there with me. I'm going to make my own decisions, yeah. right? And that's what I'm going to do. I am not, 
yeah, I I might get script. I'm 50 now, so I know that, you know, I'm going to get a letter soon that says, oh, you need a, you a need screen. a screen yeah. every three years. Bah, 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 bah. Well, you know. Let's give you some radiation. <laughs> Have a therm- thermogram. You know what I mean? But they don't understand that. They don't understand because they don't look into it. And, and my mum's a nurse, Carol, and nurses are really, oh, yeah, she's, she's, she, was really, she was a fantastic nurse. She's not just a nurse, she's, she's dual qualified. She's, she's an RGN, RMN, you know, she's a registered general nurse and a registered mental nurse, my mother, and a counsellor, right? Like, you know, but when it comes to your kids, and when it comes to what somebody like my mum believes I should be doing, it, it's, you know, the medical profession and the trust that people have in it. And, and yeah, some of it, you know, some of the stuff is great. And they're, 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 they're just going off what scientists today are saying in the mainstream media. But I don't actually think that the, the real truth is 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 freely available to to joe public no i don't either it's just not you have, you have to dig you have to dig quite deep yes. to, to find it and and now that i've just been watching um not watching i i was listening to a podcast the other day and it was mark snyder actually i love that guy mm-hmm. um he's a little yeah some of the stuff is yeah, the guest that he has. I know, yeah. Yeah, but, but some of it's really good. And it was an old podcast and it was about the telemeters. Yes. Yeah. I, I was particularly interested in that quite recently. And and I've I've seen the the, the supplements that I'm interested in taking. I'm gonna do it. Yeah, I'm I've, gonna been, I've it. actually been taking those and I'm um and you know, I will admit leading up to this diagnosis I'd gotten really um where I'd forget my my supplements for like two or three days in a row and then I would yeah everybody does that yeah and I had a year of that and so of course one of the first things I did was kind of get mad at myself and go look what you did you know you you, and you and you 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 didn't take your vitamins as, as 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 diligently as you're supposed to you weren't exercising enough you're eating pretty well, but you're eating a little sugar here and there. I went, oh, for, for Christ's sake, Carol, really? <laughs> I'm oh, doing it. Yeah, you that. know what I mean? And I finally, I was, you know, blaming myself. And I said, that's got to stop. And, you know, it's just these, this process you go through when you find out. Because it's just. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It really is. A it's, shock. Gra- it's, it's, it's grieving as well. It's grieving a life that you won't have again. Because when something like this happens, the person you were the minute before you found out, you will never oh, be that person again. No, won't. That person's gone. Yeah. Yes. Um, um, but it's, um, it's um, um, what can I say, galvanized me, where I was kind of had a year of, between COVID and what was happening in the world, I was just kind of, I was kind of depressed, you know, I was kind of, oh, I'm so tired of everything. I hate everything that's coming at us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And it just, it galvanized me and I needed that. I needed to be galvanized again. And, and so there are positive things coming out of this. Oh, definitely. I can't help but deny that. 
And yeah. um, and I as annoying as it is, as annoying <laughs> as it is, yes, as annoying as it is. And I got yeah. to see how much. I mean, I know my husband loves me, but I got to see just. He was so afraid of losing me. How much? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's, it's, it, it, Carol, it's terrifying because when, as a partner, when you see somebody that you dearly love going through it and you see the, yeah, it is honest to God, you, not to God, but you know what I mean? No, it's um, a pain for us. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> you, all it is. <laughs> you, you, you're, you're in there with them. Well, you're on the outside because you can't be in there with them. You want to be in there with them. No, but we have to do it ourselves. Yeah. And it's, it's honestly, it's, you know, having experienced that myself, I thought, what can I do? And I, and I knew what I could do. And that is just to walk along with them yes. and never leave their side. And when they feel the way that they do, then allow them to feel like that. Because do you know what? It's their feelings. Work, I work with a guy now, totally different, but you know, he was a motorcycle accident at 19. Now I knew him. I knew his family for years and he's, he's got, he's, he's disabled, whatever, but it's the, what you think is the little things, but it's not, they're not the little things. They're the massive, big things, you know, that, that make it, that make a big difference to somebody else's life. And every part of your life is to strive to make it, better yes it is better for yourself and yeah it, I, I just felt that for me was a game changer when I when I read that it just yeah I just totally understood it and I was like yeah you know it doesn't matter what you're doing you don't have to be going to do a degree you don't have to be doing you know it's no it's, not necessarily I know some people think it means you need to go out and get a degree but it doesn't necessarily yeah it's not it's definite, you know, yeah, fair enough. If you want to go and do that, you know, that's great. Absolutely. No, do you know what else I wanted to just touch on tonight is um, the barefoot walking and the reflexology and stuff like that. Now that to me, again, was a game changer. The idea that you can equalize your health by your feet was just like, but I, I kind of felt like I knew it and it was like a bit of coming home. Same here. And I was like one of those kids that, you know, the ones that run around the neighborhood and they never. Yeah, same. Yeah. Same. Same. I'm so totally. glad I did that now. We were always like the kids with the messy hair and no shoes. And I'm glad for it now. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. I mean, I, my mom would struggle to get my shoes on me because I, I never wanted to wear them either and it's and in the summer I still don't want to wear shoes I uh, I just don't my feet have to be cold for me to put shoes on so but that but I think that's a really important thing at the minute because I'm, I'm pretty sure that a lot of people are struggling out there with for all different reasons and if you can do things that just make you feel better then absolutely you know, yeah you know 
yeah, like when we get done, I'm going to go outside and walk in the dirt. <laughs> yeah, I'm sitting here yeah. barefoot and it's nice out here. It's warm still. And so. Yeah, and I'm dead jealous because it's not warm in. Oh, <laughs> I can tell by your jacket that it, it isn't. It's still, it's chilly. Your shirt. Yeah, it is. But yes. We're trying to hold off using the um, central heating system. We're, we're trying as long as the, what we can. I mean. I bought a new build just because it, they're really well insulated and um yeah the cost is is a lot lower but um yeah it's I take my cold showers so obviously I'm I, I don't feel the cold that I think that's bad. awesome and I think I'm glad you brought that up because I've been just going I really need to do that and you know how you have that I don't know about you but I have this voice when I need to do something it gets louder and louder and I found oh, like, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. I'll do it okay well you just like added to it <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm seriously thinking about getting um getting some kind of container and I'm going to fill it with ice and water I'm going to just get, get in it, it. get in it yeah I'm just going to get in it yeah and it's right on my doorstep it's going to be in my garden because I'm just going to we're in the middle of thinking about what we want for the garden because it's just grass mm -hmm. and I'm designing it in my head and I'm pretty sure that it's got that and a sauna. <laughs> yes. And I have a sauna. I'm lucky. I have a sauna. So I yeah. can get a cold shower and go do the sauna and get, go get into the cold shower, but yeah. they won't, I can't do it yet. Um, I'm supposed to still be letting my, I can't do the sauna yet because I have to let the, my body, they're still wanting to do this naturally right now. They don't want me to do any, localized heat treatments or anything like that right now they're, they're hoping my body will do it itself no. yeah uh, well you look really, you look really well carol well i feel i feel well i feel balanced you feel well and you look well then you you, you are well and it was <laughs> not at all i really enjoyed it good and I you take too. care you take care yeah <laughs> hope, hopefully meet you in person at some I point so. i know i hope so too if this crazy world lets us. You know? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Salome. Salome. Several days ago, when I announced this podcast was coming out, I made the statement excessive screening is not the answer. Well, that's not exactly what I meant, but I used it as an attention getter. What I really meant was that the pink movement pushes frequent mammograms while ignoring other, often more accurate and less dangerous screening methods. Less than 2% of profits from Komen go to prevention research. 56% goes to the more effective treatments developed by drug companies. A 23-year study concluded, despite increased use of screening mammography, a large percentage of breast cancers are detected by patients themselves. No one screening type should be used alone for detecting or preventing breast cancer. With the strong emphasis on breast cancer screening through frequent mammograms, we may be doing women a great disservice. Millions of dollars are raised each year to fight breast cancer, but it seems to only feed the giant, extremely profitable cancer machine. They are very focused on mammograms. Because of the millions spent each year on breast cancer screening, most people have heard of a mammogram, but there are many other breast cancer tests that can be safer and more accurate. For example, if the words prenuvo and sonosine became a part of doctors and everyday people's vocabulary, many lives could be saved. 
Each year in the United States, about $7.8 billion is spent on annual mammograms, a breast cancer test that pokes and prods your breast with radiation. And still, invasive breast cancer, IBC, is the leading cause of death for women ages 35 to 54. IBC is when cancer has spread into surrounding breast tissue. The most common types are invasive ductal carcinoma and invasive lobular carcinoma. Even though mammograms are often promoted as the best and main way to scan for breast cancer, many other tools can be safer and more effective. Do mammograms even have their place in breast screening? I encourage you to research the information out there for yourself and then you decide. It's interesting and a bit alarming that there are no evidence-based medicine studies that show mammograms decrease breast cancer death and the radiation may be causing more cancers. Though a doctor actually ridiculed me for wanting a thermogram, also known as a medical infrared, an infrared thermography, digital thermography, or thermal mammography, there are over 800 peer-reviewed studies on breast thermography that exist in the Index Medicus literature. Thermography is a safe, non-invasive test to learn about the health of your breasts and other parts of your body. A thermogram can spot suspicious breast signs some six to eight years before any palpable mass appears. Thermograms are a more affordable option than a mammogram and are able to detect blood flow to tumors at a fraction of the cost of an MRI and without the IV dye contrast, which can present a problem for older kidneys due to its toxicity. When looking for a thermogram center, make sure they are using a military-grade camera for accurate results. There is a lot more information out there about thermography. I encourage you to explore this safe, effective option. Had I not put off my thermogram visit, I may have been able to catch my cancer much earlier. If you are able to spring for more expensive diagnostics and live in a major metropolitan area, Prenuvo and Sonosine are also amazing options as they use cutting-edge technology and are highly detailed. These breast cancer tests are safe to use and do not give your breast radiation, which can lead to cancer. Like a mammogram, regardless of which breast cancer screening tool you use, always back it up with a second opinion and a second option. No standalone screening tool is 100% accurate. Prenuvo's innovative scans provide a precise, comprehensive whole-body MRI. Their proprietary technology and acquisition approaches are built from hundreds of clinical studies in leading academic institutions and then integrates the best of multi-parametric diagnostic imaging. A single Prenuvo covers 26 regions or organs of the body with clinical diagnostic quality. This enables the technology and analytical software to diagnose more than 500 conditions, including most solid tumors at stage 1. Since many cancers do not cause symptoms, sometimes they are not detected until the advanced stages. The Sonosine provides a consistent, safe, and repeatable scan of the whole breast, including the axilla or underarm and lymph nodes. The design provides a greater visual detail of breast tissue. This is extra helpful for 45% of women with dense breast tissue or implants where mammograms may have difficulty providing clear, detailed images. Unlike a traditional ultrasound done by a human, the Sonosine system uses an automated, computer-controlled arm to guide the transducer over the breast tissue gently. This ensures every area is scanned for maximum accuracy and detail.
Sonocine ultrasounds do not use radiation or compress the breast tissue between plates like a mammogram. It is painless. The scans are done with the patient wearing their proprietary camisole that fits like a sports bra. These tests should be backed up by other tests and vitally important, the first line of defense, which is a properly taught breast exam, which require that a person needs to be lying on their back, not standing up as I was taught when I was young. They even have breast models now that you can buy that have uh, different various lumps throughout the breast to train you how to detect the difference in your own breast. And these were developed originally for clinicians. For more information on this product, visit the website mybreastfriend.com. There are several blood tests you can get that also can help indicate the lack of or presence of cancer. I will be posting more information on these tests on my Facebook page. But one important test would be an inflammation panel because inflammation and cancer go hand in hand. When it comes to looking at the root cause of why cancer is exploding worldwide, the central issue is overpopulation. But you won't read or hear this as the root cause on any conventional or alternative cancer prevention or treatment website, at least none that I have looked at. And the main advice given by the alternative treatment side is to eat organic. But that possibility is rapidly vanishing if it even exists now at all. So even though there, it, this is good advice, it's no longer realistic. I find this to be a great concern, and I think that assisting our body's detoxification pathways are now even more critical. The benefits of cold have been appreciated for many thousands of years. The ancient Egyptians and later Hippocrates were aware of the analgesic and anti-inflammatory properties of cold. Over the past 200 years, cold treatment has evolved from generalized application, such as hydrotherapy, to specific focal destruction of tissue, today's cryosurgery or cryoablation. Performed by an interventionalist radiologist, cryoablation is a groundbreaking new treatment for breast tumor freezing. Cryoablation has been used for many years on liver, skin, and cervical cancers, and in other countries also on benign and malignant tumors of the breast. It has been easy to get the treatment in countries like China, Japan, Israel, and Mexico for several years, but in the U.S. there has been a lot of foot dragging with studies continuing for 14 years. With approval for only benign tumors, with just a handful of doctors offering it off study. I am hearing that it may receive FDA approval for malignant tumors in 2024. The cryoablation procedure is similar to having an ultrasound guided needle biopsy of the breast. The procedure is performed in the office with the patient awake and comfortable. First, ultrasound of the breast is performed to identify the location of the cancer. Next, local anesthetic is injected into the skin and into the interior of the breast. A small three millimeter skin incision is made, followed by the insertion of a needle-like instrument called a cryoprobe through the center of the breast using ultrasound to guide the way. 
The cryoablation system is then turned on and liquid nitrogen or argon gas circulates within the cryoprobe to freeze the cancer and a surrounding rim of normal tissue to a temperature of minus 185 degrees Celsius, an extremely cold cancer-killing temperature. The freezing con- uh, process takes approximately 30 minutes and the entire procedure typically takes about one hour from start to finish. Since I had two tumors being treated, my treatment was under general anesthesia and I also spent the night in the hospital wing of the treatment clinic so they could monitor me for pain, though this treatment has the reputation of being a painless procedure, which I can attest to as true. I think that also since I was the first patient to have the cryoablation procedure done at this, at this particular hospital in Tijuana, Mexico, and though the medical specialist brought in for my procedure was very skilled, they wanted me to be extra careful and see how it all went, and I really appreciated that. Besides the fact that unlike surgery, I could have my tumors killed without disfigurement of my breast, I was also interested in the possible immune stimulation that this procedure often brings. The inflammatory response causes swelling and the body brings in T cells and B cells to clean up the area. And under the right conditions, the body is prompted by the procedure to recognize and destroy any remaining tumors, even in different parts of the body, and also remaining cancer cells. And with about 50% of patients showing an immunity to cancer afterwards, according to studies. You can find more information about thermography and cryoablation at protectyourbreasts.com. Another treatment that I use that greatly helped the healing process by flooding the body with oxygen is hyperbaric oxygen therapy, or HBOT as it is often called. Cancer cells live and thrive in an anaerobic environment. So how does hyperbaric oxygen therapy, or HBOT, benefit cancer patients? A German doctor named Otto Vorberg was awarded the Nobel Prize in 1931 for his research proving that cancer cells use a form of non-oxygen metabolism to survive. Cancer cells are not like normal healthy cells. The way they metabolize and create energy for living and multiplication is unique and dangerous. Vorberg emphasized that you can't make a cell ferment unless a lack of oxygen is involved. In 1955, two American scientists, R.A. Malmgren and C.C. Flanagan, confirmed Vorberg's findings. They found that oxygen deficiency is always present when cancer develops. What Vorberg found, however, is that you can reverse fermentation simply by adding oxygen. When you flood the cancer cell with oxygen, you can regain apoptosis, their programmable cell death. If you put enough oxygen into a cancer cell, it will turn on the Krebs cycle, the mitochondria, and this reignites the program for cell death. Numerous studies have been conducted over the past 20 years showing HBOT as an effective treatment for various cancer subtypes. Moreover, studies have concluded HBOT can be an effective and safe therapy used in combination with other therapies. HBOT has been shown to be especially effective on brain cancers, and since the cancer I was diagnosed with likes to travel there, part of my strategy is to help create an inhospitable environment for metastases throughout my whole body, brain included. HBOT has also proven to lengthen telomeres. In my next segment, I will discuss more alternative treatments that are a part of my healing strategy. 
I would like to give special thanks to those in the community that reached out to me to see how I was doing when I disappeared from social media. Cancer is an isolating experience, but of course I took matters in my own hands when I felt alone and reached out to a few of my friends and I have the support of my husband Bill and my sons. Until next time, Salome.